The EduTech guys present a conversation recorded from our live coverage of the AESA conference in Colorado Springs, Colorado in 2018. Enjoy the program. Fantastic. So my name is Jason Catcher. Uh, I lead our revenue efforts. I'm the vice president of revenue for a company called Kidom, K-I-D-D-O-M. Okay. And uh, I've been with the company now for seven months as we bring our product to market for administrators. The company's been around for about four years, focused mostly on the classroom experience for teachers. Uh, prior to that, I spent two years at Dropbox, where I uh, started their higher ed division, focused on enabling researchers globally to collaborate on large files. Mm -hmm. uh, and prior to that, I actually spent uh, a little bit over a decade at Google. Uh, focused all across their education components. Uh, early on days, disrupting the advertising industry, focused on for-profit education and helping them market to uh, potential students. And then in 2013, I wanted to get closer to schools and making an impact. So I was fortunate to join the Google for Education team uh, yeah. that was just starting out, uh, yeah. Chromebooks, Google Apps. And yeah. so I led those efforts across the Americas from 2013 to 2015 before leaving. And uh, it was a wonderful experience launching Classroom. And uh, But there were some other reasons why I left because I felt there were some gaps in K-12 education that sure. companies needed to fill. And uh, sort of serendipitously, I fell into the hands of Kidum and uh, I'm really excited about where we're going with things. Yeah, that's cool. So talk about what Kidum, what, what does Kidum offer? What do they do? Sure. So Kidum is building the operating system for K-12 to enable classroom intelligence. And what that means by operating system is not your technical OS, sort of Windows or iOS. It's really about enabling all of the key constituents in a student's success to have the ability to operate more effectively. And those key constituents for us are the principals, or the administrators, the teachers, the students, and the parents. And so by enabling them to have more access to information in real time, we believe they'll be able to access uh, more content that's relevant to those kids in order to provide that student with the best chance of student success. So if you think about an LMS, that is definitely a part of our system, sure. but we believe the operating system picks up where the LMS leaves off. And there's been a couple of companies who've tried the operating system. There's some at school, some at learning. Mm -hmm. There's also some very large challenges and well-documented challenges with that model, as well as alt schools who tried to just build schools, former Googlers actually, um, and realize that that's not quite as easy as it seems from right. the outside in. Right. Uh, you know, it takes a lot more than just tech smarts to build a school, <laughs> and they learn that the hard way. So we are looking to bring that same platform of not being prescriptive, enabling teachers to teach the way they want. So whether it's blended learning or project-based or they're focused on standards-based grading or ELL or special needs, Kidum is a blank canvas, much like Google Classroom uh, was. Uh, and if you, if you think about Google Classroom, actually, that was designed to help teachers operate their classrooms more mm -hmm. effectively. It was not designed with the intent of becoming an LMS or an administrative right. tool. Right. Administrators don't have a view into that. Um, so if you think about the enabling of operationally operating something better or more effectively, that's essentially what an operating system, in our opinion, is and is where the puck is going. Yeah, yeah. I agree. That's very I, cool. I think it's really cool. So that's my. I guess that's my next question is is that filling those gaps. You know, I was gonna I was gonna ask this for it's 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 exciting to know in our time that there are still areas for companies like Kidum to come into place and sure. fill these gaps and create jobs and create opportunities for students and teachers. That's amazing yeah. that, you know, Google, you know, but yeah, guess what? We I love your reaction on that physical yeah. describing Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 
you know, I, I, you know, 90% or more of our listeners' schools use Google. I mean, that's Absolutely. Just, why wouldn't you? It's, it's free. Mm-hmm. And then here we have it. But you're right. A lot of teachers always ask me, I want to do this in classroom. The classroom's not designed to do that. This mm-hmm. is what classroom is designed to do. And, and so it's, you know, well, I want to use Docs for this. Well, Docs is not designed to do that. Docs mm-hmm. is just... It is that it's your fork, and that's your knife, and this is your spoon. So, um, h- how did this how did this come about? I mean, you know, what was the talk that built this? That yeah, sure. So, there's a couple avenues we can go there, but really, I think understanding the genesis of how Kitten was created. Yeah. Because it comes from a place of solving true pain points that are existing in the classrooms as we know them now. Uh-huh. Many people on the Kitten team are former educators, administrators, so they fully understand the points of view. The, of how products still have gaps in solving some of those challenges. And a lot of that's related to the ability to coalesce data on one platform. So uh, our CEO actually resides on the West Coast and his concept for this was that even the wealthy districts in San Francisco had real challenges with interoperability. It was Uh really hard to plug all these various systems together. So how do we build something that can actually bring that all together into one platform so you don't have your content in one place, your curriculum in another, your attendance in another. At the same time, his college roommate, um, who's our chief academic officer, was a math grade chair in the DOE in New York. And he was working with some really challenging kids and the type of kids that need serious remediation, sometimes sure. jail, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was using a grade book that he had designed in, in Google Sheets that was working really well for what he needed. And suddenly the DOE mandated that all of the schools needed to use PowerSchool. Yeah. And so suddenly he needed to do double entry. It was interfering mm-hmm. with his workload. It made things impossible for him to do. And he saw no value in that. So at the same time that his frustrations were bubbling over, he started to talk back to his roommate, and they said, well, why don't we get together and make this thing a reality? Using your educational experiences as an academic chair and then mine on the technology side, or our CEOs on that side, and bring that together in a way that we can really solve some problems for teachers in the classroom. And that's how Kidden was born about four years ago. And all it really did was connect the workflows that teachers were already doing. We're not here to tell someone how to teach or how to instruct and connect that workflow with the data. So the data that's coming from the assessments or the standards that they're looking to Mm -hmm. uh, make sure that they're assessing properly and bring that together in a way that makes it really easy for a teacher. And so that's really around three different components. The classroom product is we provide them with, and it's all free, so teachers can sign up right now. Um, And it comes with a collaborative planner where the curriculum will live. It comes with a free reporting system that gives them these really easy, sort of beautiful and simple reports that enable them to intervene or enrich, depending on where those students are, sure. very quickly. And I'd say the real difference between what Kidem has built and what other LMSs, I wouldn't even call us quite an LMS at this point, um, is that we have a third-party content library. So the content that is connected to assignments that teachers are, are putting out there can come from their hard drives, as usual. It can come from Google Drive. We have a deep integration with Google as we as we speak. Sure. And most importantly, we have third-party content that is on the site itself. So Khan Academy, CK12, oh, yeah. uh, Newzella, LearnZillion, IXL, and we're adding more Scholastic just joined, and we'll be, we'll be adding uh, more around OER and then hopefully the traditional yeah. publishers. Mm-hmm. But by having all of the content 
readily available at the fingertips, all for free, for those educators, they suddenly didn't need to go anywhere else. Mm -hmm. So it becomes an all-in-one platform for classroom experiences. And the nice thing about that is that all of the content is all standards aligned. So right. Kidum comes with every standard already baked into the system. So when they're creating an assignment, we have national standards. There are state-level standards if they've forked those national common core ones. Or if you have custom standards, they can implement those as well. And then there are rubrics in the system. It's also then having a grading scale of mastery or progressing. So very simply, a teacher can see within their class which children are thriving, which children are struggling, and quickly intervene by seeing which kids need more time to further be assessed on a standard. And they don't need to go find more content relative to those standards, which if you think about it, a teacher says, great, I know I need to intervene, but what do I do? Mm -hmm. And so they maybe they go to Google if they're smart and they type in the standard code and they try and mm -hmm. find some, or they find a teacher. Right, right, right. We do all the legwork for them. We prompt them right back. We know what they're trying to assess. We prompt them back to the content library and we take away a lot of the guesswork. And that's, that's really awesome. the big part of it. And as machine learning gets stronger, we'll be able to identify when a certain piece of content was being used for a specific standard and know how relevant or strong that piece of content was versus something else. So that's a little bit more of the long game, yeah. but that's why Kidum was born. And now in the last few months, administrators have been asking us for the last year, how do we get the same level of insight? How do we get the ability to centrally distribute our curriculum, sure. which is a really big problem. Uh, most of that curriculum lives in Google Drive, and it's all scattered, and it's mm -hmm. not, right. right, scope and sequence isn't mapped out, you have no standards alignment on it, and then as we go forward, uh, we have really the platform for a true early warning response system, which will enable augmentation of current MTSS strategies that these districts are using, but our job, again, is to take away the guesswork for the administrators and the ones running that intervention. We surface the data for you based on our platform, and suddenly you can focus more on the actual intervention that happens in the classroom. Yeah. So. Well, and and I like that you that you also include enrichment, because I think a lot of times... 100%. That's, you know, yep. I think in a lot of cases, frankly, you there are, there are multiple platforms out there that... Um, they don't quite obviously get into the extent that you guys do, but that that provide um, that the intervention side of things. Mm -hmm. But I think it's key that you touched on the enrichment side of things. So as if I'm a teacher and I'm looking through all of this and I see, okay, this student is way, you know, they've got this, there's not a problem, but I still have other students who aren't quite there yet. I still need to keep that student engaged here, I've got this whole list of content ties directly to the standards, the things I'm already teaching, but it is enhancing and enriching what that student needs in order to keep that student engaged while the other ones are coming along. And yeah, I think that I think is a, a great, very a great point. key point to what you bring up. I think it's a great point. Kids get bored, and it's hmm. important for teachers. Again, we focus on at-risk all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think what you bring up is equity and the ability yep. to finally start to understand, and this is something we've heard from superintendents, is that when you take it at a high level and you take that sort of 30,000-foot view and it's, yeah. oh, 70% of my kids across my district are at mastery level or above, that doesn't tell the whole story. Right. You need to start peeling back the onion to understand the haves and the have-nots. Yes. And what are the things you're going to do differently for the kids that are actually having a tough time based on a variety of factors? Because you really can't get to the root of it without having context of that child. So the right. whole child conversation. Yep. And then on the kids that are doing really well and they're getting bored, you know, that's really where we need to think about well, how do we move them faster. Mm -hmm. It's not about everybody moving at the same pace mm -hmm. anymore. And finally, we're at a point where I think we can start to deliver some of that. So enrichment yeah. and intervention are both key. 
but it's also key for superintendents to rely on partners and companies who can help them surface that data right. and coalesce it. And I think one of the most interesting parts of our company is the content library, because if you think about it, most curriculum providers are not transparent in terms of who's using my curriculum, and if so, what are they using it for, sure. right. and if it's effective. So you think about that, and it's hard to do because the curriculum lives in one place, the LMS right. is in another. Right. But the fact that we have this content living on our site enables finally you as an administrator to say, this piece of content was attached to this assignment, mm -hmm. which was assessing this skill, and it led to this outcome. Right. And so if you think long term about the ability to sort of break open the curriculum model, much like Google did when I was there in the early days around advertising, mm -hmm. it was just sort of accepted fact that you didn't know which advertising dollars were working and which you know, it's sort of like half works and half doesn't. I don't know which one right, can right. optimize anything, <laughs> yes, right? Yes. And they used to throw us out of the agencies and the you know, marketers. Right. Yes. And agencies didn't care because they were getting paid a commission regardless. But now, if you're a marketer, you can mm -hmm. even think about running an advertisement because Google AdWords brought transparency and sure. accountability. Yep. But in the curriculum world or in K-12, it's sort of understood that for 50 years, you just use it and keep on moving. Right. We think that's not okay. So yeah. in 2019, you should start to really know what's being used because you're paying a lot of money for it in many cases yeah. we know that there's a better ROI to be had so long term we're going to be able to help prove for schools the efficacy of those dollars that are yeah. being spent as well as the stuff that's free because you also don't want to just use something for free if it's not effective right Right. so exactly. OER is fantastic but not if it's not creating the Th results that's you right. want exactly. so this sort of all in one platform is, is where you know it seems like we're headed now that's yeah. awesome well a one stop shop that's what I've one been preaching shop. for 15, 20 years. I've, like, cool. That's what's wrong with my teachers down at the school level. Yeah. So. And it's, you know, the challenge with getting to that point is that it's really hard to know where you're going unless you know where you've been. So I actually just posted a blog for Kidham that she was on the evolution of EdTech. Yeah. And thinking about the waves of transformation that have been happening in technology where you first had these closed ecosystems, Microsoft or Apple. Sure. That's where you lived in education. Right. And you picked one and that was your poison and those were the ecosystems you went in. Exactly. And that lasted for a long time. A long time. And then Google Apps finally released Google domains and right. G Suite and all yeah. these things has now become doc sheet slides. Yeah. And that created the ability to move to the cloud and you were accessing it from either a Microsoft device or an Apple device. But devices were still expensive. Right. And then Chromebooks was the third wave, which drove price points way down. Yep. You had this secure, shareable model. Yep. Platform yep. agnostic. So. And that enabled a one to one experience to start to be seated exactly. over the last several years. <laughs> and then you had applications, which now if you think about it, they used to only run on you know Android apps, iOS right. apps. Now you run Office apps on Android. You can yep. run. Uh, We're running open office on Chromebooks. I mean, exactly. it, it yep. doesn't really matter yep. at this point. It, it doesn't matter, and that's the beauty. So the fifth wave is where we are now, which is around data unification. Yeah. Because if you cannot bring all of that data together, then you cannot build a holistic profile of a student, and therefore you are kidding yourselves if you think you'll get to a personalized learning experience. Yeah. And then wave six will ultimately be around machine learning and artificial intelligence to enable yeah. this stuff to be even more supplemented. And so it's a really exciting time, and yeah. that's where, where Kidham is coming in and kind of really skating where that puck is headed. Yeah, yeah. So tell, us, cool. our, tell cool. our listeners how they can get in touch with you guys. Yeah. Sure. So our website, it's important because it's not a .com, it's a .co, but it's Kidom, K-I-D-D-O-M.co. Yeah, As okay. a teacher, you can register for a free class on there now. We've got a demo class that will populate and show you exactly how to utilize the system. And if they want to get in touch with me, uh, 
you know, personally, uh, they can reach me on Twitter at at jcatcher74. That's J-K-A-T-C-H-E-R-74. Be ready for some provocative tweets. If you're okay with that, then come visit. <laughs> but overall, we yeah, the, the website will be the best place where we can cool. you know have demos and whatnot. Well, and I'll throw out the social yeah. media too. Uh, Kidum app. Is it that's Facebook, true. Instagram, Twitter? Do you we are, type it in, you're there. That's right. We're all over Twitter. <laughs> we love to provide great resources. Well, awesome. It's been awesome. Cool. Thank you. Well, Thanks for coming Jason, by and talking to us. Thank you so pleasure. much. What a great conversation. Pleasure. You've been listening to a recorded conversation from our live coverage of AESA 2018 in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Remember to visit us on the web at www.edutechguys.com.